And welcome back to another episode of Man vs. Marriage, episode 12. I am Quincy Moran, the cute dog in the studio with Coach Rita. Coach Rita say what's up? What's up? Yeah, that's for real. So here we are, and this episode is going to be so exciting. You know, I said this one time when I spoke, prepare to be amazed. Nobody looks amazed yet. Prepare to be amazed. What does that look like? There you go. Yeah, what does that look like? So today's episode is She Don't Think Like You. No, really, really. Bro, she don't think like you. So we got to get into the weeds. Um, And it's funny that it kind of goes hand in hand. I didn't think about this before, but with episode 11 saying... Silent expectations. You're expecting her to think like you. Right. And you're not telling her. And even if you are, that's unrealistic. Yeah, she's not thinking like you at all. No, and thank God she doesn't. I mean, really. I am so thankful. My wife's in the studio. I'm so thankful you don't think like me. You know what I'm saying? Um, So let's dive into this. So, Rita, if you'll kind of lay this episode out for us, I would greatly appreciate it because us guys got a lot to learn. Now, I want to preface this. Look at all these hand movements. <laughs> you see? That's when you know that things are really pumping. Um, I want to preface this by saying, we, you know, you kind of get concerned that you are getting concerned that you're not stereotyping every guy. Right. Forget about it. It's a stop everything moment. Because basically, Rita, what you're doing is you're taking all your experience from the years of counseling that you've done. Uh-huh. And you're saying this is what, this is kind of the baseline of what I've experienced through counseling. Now, we're not trying to stereotype the whole male population. No. What we're doing is saying this is what we've seen or this is what she has seen. And are there exceptions to the rule? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. Um, but we're kind of going on a generalized broad scope here so that we can help as many people as possible. Now, if you disagree and, and, and you feel like we're stereotyping you as an individual who we can't see and we don't know, first, thanks never for listening. Never met. That's right. We've never met. Thanks for listening. I love you. But if you disagree or you feel like you're being stereotyped here, go ahead and email us because our goal, the, the reason we started this is to help you. And to have conversations. Right. So uh, maybe there's another take on this that we, we can bring into the show. Um, but for the majority of the counseling that Rita's done, this is the experience she's had. So I kind of don't want you to have to continue to qualify that. So it's okay if you just, if you put it out there. And if anybody has a question and they have the courage to email us, we can set the record straight. Oh, absolutely. You know, we can just set it straight. Our heart, please understand our heart is in the right place. You know, we're not we're not trying to, we, we didn't set out to single anybody out right. um, or leave anybody out. But what we're going to do is just talk on the broad scope of Rita's experience as a marriage counselor. Is that fair to say? Fair. I All think right. because when you get into um, this conversation of, of um, this episode of, she doesn't think like you. It's really, it's understanding each other. And I think every relationship is unique. Every relationship is different. What works for one couple might not work for another couple. And I totally respect that. I totally understand that. So I coming into this, I just didn't want to say, okay, men are like this and this is how men think and women are like this and this is how they think. That's not even true. Right. Because we're all unique. We all have um, 
different experiences. We all come from different cultures. Yeah, there's a lot of scientific information out there. You all could Google it. Google. I'm not going to do that. Google. Google that. Yeah. So in, in saying all that, we all know that men and women are different. That's just common knowledge. That's, that's just, that is a fact that we all know that. Yeah. Um, for me to come in and say, um, no, that's not true. It's, it's just common knowledge. So my question in doing this episode, my question is, have we ever taken the time out to figure that out? Yeah. Like, why are we different? How do you think about this, honey? Like, what is your take on this? Instead of, well, this is how I think, and this is, this is the way that it is, and this is just the way that it goes. Instead of really opening ourselves up to the sense of, okay, babe, I know you don't think like me. Like, what was your take on this whole conversation? Yeah, that's brilliant. Oh my gosh, that's brilliant. It's, it's such simple questions to really enlighten yourself because I want to know what he's thinking about within our relationship of how he thinks, not because this is what science has told me. Right. That this is how men should think. This is this is um, how they're wired. I get that. I understand that. But mm. I want it to be on a more personal level to understand what exactly is he thinking? What exactly is she thinking? Why does she think this way? Let's just put a little bit more work into our spouse to understand them better and to understand that they don't think like me. Yeah. And that's okay. And it is okay. And I mean, you might get in what what you're kind of doing there is you're getting into limiting that person's ability to be unique right. and to grow. Right. You're putting them kind of kind of putting your wife or whomever it is into your box and only allowing them to grow as far as you think they can. Right. Because you're not giving them the capacity. Maybe it's not that you're not giving them that. It's more of, um, I don't want to say accepting, but it's more of you're just not giving them the freedom to be themselves. Exactly. And you're you're like expecting that they should think like you. So it's kind of weird because you go from, I expect you to know what I'm thinking. Right. And then I expect you to think like me. How do we come up with these expectations? Where the heck does this come from? Yep. That is so weird. Okay, well, let's get on into it. So I think another another thing too to think about. See the I'm just giving you I'm giving you the listener just things to think about, things to ponder about, things to question yourself about, and then you can find out where you're coming from. Because just because we're wired differently, like just because we are different, it doesn't mean that I'm better than you or you're better than me. That's not what a lot of people tend to go there. And that's not what this is about. No one is better than anyone. Right. You know, and, and once you start getting to that comparison thing, I mean, then, then that's just the killer of, of all killers. If if I'm going to sit and compare men from women, we're not, that's, that's not where I want to go or, or if you're going there, if there's a comparison, then, you know, you need to back up a little bit because that's not what this is about. It's like we're in this together. Right. One's not better than the other. One's not smarter. It's just different. 
Yeah. And it's having the ability to accept differences. And I think sometimes it might be um, intimidating to some to accept somebody that's different than me, that thinks differently than me, that acts differently than me. And having that ability of acceptance kind of intimidates us because then we do that. Um, what do you, what do you call it? Um, the hierarchy. Then we start doing that hierarchy yeah. thing of, of who's better than who. Right. Instead it's, of learning acceptance. Yeah. What were you going to say? It looks like you're going to say something well, like you're bouncing in your, <laughs> I'm, I'm bouncing, right? Yeah. So I, it, it just reminds me, you know, it reminds me of what we talked about way on early in this podcast and you know, what I looked at to say, and, and I've told the story many times, it's like, um, the whole theory of speed bump for Jeannie and me thinking, you know, uh, it's kind of, I'm kind of, you know, being a bit derogatory towards myself, but it's like, I'm just a knucklehead country boy from Alabama and I know my wife is a lot smarter than me. So I would call her in the middle of the day and give her six or seven or eight or nine or ten things that needed to be done that maybe we had talked about. But, oh, don't forget, you got to do all these things. Thinking that she was thinking, she could think and process this like me. Right. Which for me is, you know, if I have a lot of things going on and there's more things to be thrown uh, on the table, I kind of thrive in that area mm-hmm. where I can take it, kind of categorize it and conquer it. I enjoy that. And I would think if I, if me, if I can handle this, my wife, who is so much sharper than I am, there's no reason she can't handle all this. Right. So I would call her in the middle of the day and just, it would be a train wreck. And I got into the idea that she's not doing this stuff because she just doesn't care. So not only was I thinking she thought like me, I was also thinking for her. <laughs> How nice of you. <laughs> Isn't that so kind of me? I'm just uh-huh. kind of, you know, taking yeah. all the responsibility away from you. And then when you kind of described to me that she needs that security, she needs that, um, she needs that, uh, oh, the word just escaped me. Um, she needs certainty, certainty about what's going on. And if something's going to get in the middle of that, she needs to be prepared. Now, yes. what she has on her list to do, watch out, dude. She's going to do it with fire, right? with fervency. She's going to accomplish it, what she sets out to do. Mm-hmm. But if you're going to change that, she needs some notice. And I need to respect that. And And for a guy, it's like you have to be willing to be kind of vulnerable enough to trust your spouse to say, hey, I suck at this part. <laughs> and I'm so glad you don't. But I can't expect you to think and do things like I do because you don't think like me. Right. So what we decided to do was if anything was coming, I could prepare her. And mm-hmm. I could say, okay, speed bump. I need you to understand this. And then stand back and let the fire rise and the smoke and ash fill the air. Mm-hmm. And then after it's burnout, and she's we'll come like, back. okay, I'm ready. And how much better is that for her and our relationship if I just realize and I accept she doesn't think like me? Right. And that's a good thing. I didn't marry her 
because I wanted a copy of myself. So it's actually our differences that seem to kind of bring us together. But why do I spend so much time trying to conform her (laughs) into me? I think that was a huge turning point. If I remember correctly, I, I I think that was a huge, huge turning point on your guys's um, relationship was understanding Jeannie's um, need for certainty and anything. Well, hello. I mean, she, you know, you guys have eight kids, um, three with special needs. There's a lot of uncertainty in that. And in, if you Quincy could bring any kind of certainty into her life, that's what it was that she was needing from you and doing life and, and going through life when there was a speed bump, that's how we, you know, came to terms of, okay, Jeannie, she needs to know when those speed bumps are coming up. And if you use that word, okay, honey, this is a speed bump. It's preparing herself. And so in, in that sense, you're honoring who she is and you're taking account for who she is, how she thinks, how she's wired, her uniqueness. And you're saying, I'm going to embrace that and I'm going to help you along the way. Right. Instead of screw you, you got to figure this thing out because this is how I am and you should be like me and you should think oh. like me and this is how we should do it and this is how we're going to tackle it. That's true. And it doesn't work that way. And I think it was a huge eye opener for you in the sense of, man, I've been throwing her speed bumps all (laughs) our marriage. And I'm wondering why she's frustrated. I'm wondering why she's crying in the corner and, and things are blowing up. There's bombs being dropped left and right. And you think nothing of it. Right. Because, you know, and I, I, I totally, totally agree with you. There were two pieces, um, there were two things that, two tools that you gave us that really helped out. You explained to her, which really helped me, that she needs to just go to the clouds with me. Mm-hmm. Just go to the clouds. Yep. Because I'm going to shoot all the way to the clouds. And then I allow, you know, I kind of allow like a slow parachute descent. Mm-hmm. And the, you know, the, the, the longer it takes to come down, the more the I kind of come back to reality. Right. Okay. But I need to go to the clouds because I have to, I have to expand the way I think. Mm-hmm. And the way that she was taking that is, this is what you're going to do. Right. Not like you're just going to the clouds and then you need to come down. It's like, oh my gosh, there's so much uncertainty. What are you going to take me through? Right. You know, it's like in Rocky, so what are you true. doing to me, Adrian? What are you doing? You know? And for her... That whole speed bump, and that was that was game changer for our relationship. I think because so. We really started to understand each other better, uh-huh. and that I mean that was that was such a miracle status because it's helped us, you know. And now she can start going to the clouds on her own and understanding that there is a, a little adventure uh-huh. in uncertainty. Definitely. But just control the parachute. Get back down as fast <laughs> as you as you need to. Right. So yes. because that's her, and that's right. okay. Yeah, that, it's a, it's such a wonderful quality mm-hmm. about her, because I am such an uncertain person. When I need certainty, where do I go? Exactly. I go to Jeannie. She's yeah. the most certain thing that I have. She's the most. She is the Set, most certain stable, thing I know, loyal, and she can yeah. bring me back to certainty. Because every once in a while, the cliff gets really steep on my side. You know, mm-hmm. and I pucker up and I right. need certainty. Right. So I, it's actually something that adds value 
to our relationship if I'm willing to honor her difference right. and appreciate she don't think like you, bro. And it's that uniqueness and it's that diversity that probably attracted you to her in the first place. Dude, you know what attracted me? And we lose me? sight of that. This is one of the top things. Besides her being a smoking hot 10, <laughs> she's an 11 on a scale of 10. She is a cutie. Oh, my Lord. And I, you know, the funny thing is we tell the story. When I met the, her for the first time, I was so mad at the person that introduced us to each other because she's so far out of my league. I was pissed. I was like, what the heck is this guy thinking? He set me up with this chick? Like she's never going to go out with me kind of thing? Yeah. Really? I, the first time I saw her, she looked like a cover girl ad. <laughs> I was so nervous to meet her. How funny. Yeah, because I was babysitting for a friend. And it's like, um, it's like, uh, it's like, bro, I, I need some help, man. You know, you've got, what, five kids, six kids at the time? No, five seven kids one of them was in diapers uh -huh. okay and i'm like man i need some i need some help dude I, you know i'm kind of crying mercy right so i that's why i can relate to how our babysitters today feel mm -hmm. and he's like i got the perfect person and he showed me her car, like a three by five card she had written out her schedule i was like i don't know this chick but she's hot on paper bro <laughs> and i got so nervous that i ended up bringing two of my friends <laughs> with me to babysit and she kind of shows up and she's like you know like you like, need help why is she you know why is she here right so the only way I could build up the courage to meet her was to throw a kid on my back and go in the kitchen to meet her where she was talking to, you know, to my friend's wife. So I could kind of get in there and it was like, right. it didn't matter. And I saw her and instantly I was mad. I was like, how could you do this to me? Now, I didn't account for dimples and my Southern charm. <laughs> and by the end of the night, get this, by the end of the night, she asked me for my number. Ooh. Boom! Just like that, son. Score. So one of the biggest reasons that attracted me to her was her ability to be a rebel. Because I was not a rebel. I stayed inside the in lines. The confines of dogmatically life. stayed inside the lines. I gave room for everybody else to be who they were, but I held myself to such a standard. When she would talk about God or whatever, whatever the the conversation would be, it's right. like, how could I ever learn to think like that? How wow. could I? How could I break out of the mold? Right. And it was the thing that drew me to her the most was her being such a rebel. And she put up this shell like she was the hardest person there was. I don't know how, but I just saw through the middle, and I felt like I I know I could love that heart. I know. That right. I could make that my own. Right. I could feed that. I could grow that. I want to. And that, uh, so why I tried to start turning her into me, I have no idea. Yeah. But I had to go back to the reason. I mean, I didn't have tattoos when I met her. Mm -hmm. I'm working now on a full sleeve. I got, a, I got a whole chest right. tattoo, you know. Uh, it was that that drew me to her. And it's funny that she's a rebel, but she needs certainty. Mm-hmm. It's Isn't interesting. Yeah. yeah. It's very interesting. Yeah. But I, I, I hijacked a moment there. Thanks no, for listening. No, that's okay. But li as, as you're listening to this, you know, um, just take yourself back to that moment as to why you were attracted or drawn or whatever to your spouse. 
Remember just how, I mean, you were very detail oriented when you were talking about that first time that you met her. Sometimes I think we need to go back there to appreciate the reason why, because I think sometimes we lose sight of it as years go on in our marriage and, um, you know, things change, things happen. But I think if you could go back and, and revisit that and that, that, um, heartfelt, this is why this is what drew me to you is that uniqueness, that difference that you were so different than me Mm -hmm. and really hone into that and just think about that a little bit. You know, I'm sure a lot of people are driving and listening right now and, and you can just capture that moment and just stay there for a little bit and just take it all in. And when you come home and you see her remind her of why it is, or, you know, just reminisce a little bit about that time that you first met. And, um, it just creates just an atmosphere of, um, giddiness, that atmosphere of, of, you know, when, when you saw that person and you're madly in love with them and you only know them for an hour, you know what I mean? It's yep. just that, that first love, um, kind of thing that happens. And I think that sometimes we need to revisit that every now and then because we lose sight of that. Yeah. And, and especially in the moments of life when, we're frustrated and we don't understand why they don't think like we think. And, you know, we bring in all those silent expectations and everything else that we lose sight of those things that are important because that was the important decision that you made that that's why you're together today. Yeah. So for what it's worth, you know, thanks for sharing that because I think some people, you know, who are listening need to go back to that moment. I, I and, can tell you what it just did to me. It created a big emotional response. Right, I it had does. to I had to stop because I yeah. was getting ready to break open. So I mean, and I think that's a good thing. I think sometimes that's where you need to go back to and and just kind of revisit it. And, and yes, you know, because as you're saying that, I'm remembering. Oh yeah, I remember when I met Bill. Yeah, you know, it just it just brings back those fond memories that we lose sight of. Yeah, I agree. That's a very, a very good thing that you brought up there. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad you did. Because you could do it on the way home from work after you've listened to this yeah. podcast. On the way home from work, you could just kind of revisit that time and see remember what it does. You, and just remember why you started. Right, right. Sometimes you just need to go back to the beginning hmm. to figure out the future. That's pretty powerful right you know, there. So let's get back to this. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> so we could finish, finish this up and... What I think sometimes, this is my own personal opinion, this is through experience that, um, you know, just sitting in front of couples, that when we learn acceptance, when we learn to accept, like you learn to accept the fact that Jeannie had to have, um, or Jeannie, Jeannie worked had a hard time working through speed bumps when, when, um, we call them speed bumps, but you know, life happens, things happen. And you've come to accept the fact that this is how she is. Like there's, there's nothing wrong with it. This is just how that she is. This is how she maneuvers through life. Once that acceptance came, it's like a whole new way of how you guys did your relationship was different. Mm-hmm. And when you have the ability to accept somebody for who they are, for what they are, how they think, 
it puts off so much of disappointment on your part because they're not thinking like you, they didn't do the things that, you know, or how they, how it is that you thought that they should do something. It wasn't your way or the way that you think. And we get frustrated and we get mad and we get disappointed. All those things go away once we get acceptance and understanding of somebody. Because I truly believe this, and I've learned this through the years, what we don't understand, we tend to not value. Mm. Very true. So if I don't understand where my husband or my wife is coming from, I'm not going to value that person or their thoughts or their feelings. So what we don't understand, we tend not to value. So we need to gain understanding. So when it comes to acceptance, you can't, you can't give acceptance if you don't have it for yourself. So if you don't accept yourself, if you don't love yourself, if you don't respect yourself, if you don't appreciate yourself, if you don't value yourself, if you don't have it for yourself, how do you think you're going to give it to somebody else or give it, you know, just give it to your spouse? Right. So there's, there's an, there's a process of you to look at and to ask yourself, do I accept myself? Like, do I... Do I appreciate me for me and who I am, how I think? Because if I do that as a person for myself, why wouldn't I give that to somebody else right. and, and allow them that too, to be them of who they are, how they've been created. So I think sometimes when, when we don't have that ability, there's underlying, underlining factors in it of, insecurities, low self-esteem. Um, there's a poor self image. There's fear. There's, there's a bunch of insecurities. There's tons of things that are underlining as to why it is that you want to create an environment that's cohesive to how it is that you think. Mm. Cause basically it just boils down to fear. Yeah. So the one who screams loud enough is the one usually that gets their way. So if you're dealing with a relationship and one person has a huge amount of fear, huge amount of insecurity, poor um, you know, self-esteem, all of that, you're all that screaming the loudest. So you're going to try to make your environment cohesive to all that that the, all those insecurities that you're feeling. So you will change your spouse to make them feel how you're feeling. So it's cohesive with you. Yeah. That sounds a, that sounds a lot like those awful words called control and manipulation. Exactly. Because of fear, because of insecurity, because, you know, if I allow my spouse to be them and if it's like you're saying Jeannie was, you know, totally rocking it, like, and she still does after having eight kids, man. I mean, if you, yeah, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, so if there's that insecurity that plays in that and, and you feed into it, you're going to try to manipulate, control the situation so that she never gets out there so that nobody can see her out of your insecurity that she might find somebody else. Ooh. Does that make sense? Am I making sense? Yes. Okay. It, it really does, as a matter of fact. Um, and I think it, it you know, kind of to wrap all that together is you really, it's a big word that we learned when we were doing these, um, these 
modules that we called them. It's how congruent are you on the inside? How well do you know yourself? Mm-hmm. Or are you overemphasizing one part of your personality to compensate for your insecurities? Right. And if you are, then you're not in balance. And you are, what you're trying to do is manipulate or control the people around you to make you, to put you in a place of balance, and you're not allowing those people to be who they are. Right. Because you don't know who you are. Exactly. And Because you can't give what you don't have. That's right. And there's a, there's like a, there's a lot, there's a certain beauty in being okay with who you are. Exactly. Coming to terms with who you are. It's not who you have to be. Right. But just get to the point of understanding and knowing who you are and put some value on that. And then look at your spouse and value who they are. Mm-hmm. And if you want to be more than you are, that's why you're listening to this podcast, right? So you can both become more than you are together, but understanding that she just does not think like you and then accepting that that's okay Mm -hmm. will, will, will change your relationship. It, what it's going to do now is you take this time and you think about, you kind of chew on it. Let this digest what we're saying to you right now. It's going to be an automatic game changer in your relationship because you'll be able to identify how you've been holding her hostage for such a long time. And look, you're going to feel like crap, okay? You're going to feel like garbage. But understand, like we said before, understand this. You can't go back and change anything. Mm -mm. What you can do is focus on what you can affect, control what you can control that's healthy, and make a decision today and moving forward that you're going to be that light that allows, that shines on her and allows her to be who she is. And you're going to do the same for yourself. That's going to be game changer status. Stop trying to turn people into you so that you don't have to change. Identify where you are, okay? Just identify, be okay with it. And then start making goals to be more than you are now. Absolutely. Is that a fair way to put it? I think that's just the bottom line. And it, and it really all starts with you. Right. You know, taking some personal responsibility. Right. And I'm, I'm here to tell you, guys, I'm here to tell you that I'm not giving you any information that I have not had to apply to myself. Mm-hmm. I've, I, I have walked this path mm-hmm. and my relationship, my uh-huh. relationship is, is in such a better place. Um, I be- can, I can totally, um, I totally agree with that. Knowing where you guys were, knowing the things that you guys have walked through, knowing where, you know, the middle and, and where you guys are at now, um, I think you're totally different people mm-hmm. and and for the good, for the good and for the good of your kids. I've seen things that, um, your kids have walked through and it was because you chose as a husband and wife to come together and make changes in your own life for the betterment of your children. And I think you guys have reaped, um, the benefit of that. 
and you've seen it in your kids as, as things changed with you, you saw that morphing thing happen within your own household. Mm -hmm. And so I totally agree with you that, you know, you're not just one that just speaks it. You are one that actually applies it and does it both of you. Thank you. And, and it's, it's been a journey and it's been an adventure and we all have, um, moments where we lose our crap, but we collect it and we bring it together and we move forward. And that's the most important thing. Even though you guys are saying, okay, last week was, you know, a rough week and we had a disagreement, but you're here today and, and you're going strong and you're moving forward and you're not allowing those things in the past to dictate to what it is that you guys want to have today and in your future as a husband and wife and as a family unit. So I totally agree with, with what it is that you're saying that you're not just one who speaks it and to tell everybody, this is what you need to do that you don't practice yourself. Mm. So thank you. I just want to acknowledge that because you know, anybody could get behind a mic and say anything. <laughs> yeah. We can all bloviate. We hey. can fake it. We can fake it. And that's why, you know, going a couple episodes back, I thought it was important for Jeannie and I just to get up here and put it out there to say, this is what we go through. Right. And I think it's important. To know that, you know, life happens. Mm -hmm. It's, you know, your response that will either put you on a good path or take you off the good path. And you have control over that. Exactly. Well, how'd that work out for an episode? I think that's good. All right. Well, hey, uh, I haven't taken much time to be funny, so I lined up about 13 jokes, and I want to tell them right in a row. I'm kidding. <laughs> what I want to do is uh, throw it out there so that you know how to contact us. What's your feedback on this episode? How can we help? That's what we want to know. We are getting some tremendous feedback from these episodes and people saying that they can definitely identify with what we're putting out there. And there's no greater joy than to know that people can relate to what we're going through and that it's helping their relationship. So go check us out on Facebook, okay? It's facebook.com forward slash man vs. marriage podcast. Give us an email, man versus marriage podcast at gmail.com man vs marriage podcast at gmail.com check us out on the website at man versus marriage podcast.com and there you can sign up for all kinds of great things and you can go read our blogs i just wanted to be silent for a minute so i could let that sink in yeah we got blogs did you know excellent look us up on twitter hit us up on facebook Get us on the email. That's all kinds of avenues that you can use to connect with us. And I want to thank you again for listening. Thanks for making us a part of whatever walk of life you're in right now. We sure appreciate you. And we will be back soon for another episode of Man vs. Marriage. <laughs> <laughs>